I want to ask you this question. What are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? When we think about telling our story, too often we're afraid to tell our story or the truth about where we are in life or about the way that we think about things or what we want to do. Um, we're afraid to tell people about our dreams because we live in fear. Like we're being controlled, we're being managed, we're being held hostage by this fear. The fear is what holds us back. Our fear is what keeps us stuck. It keeps us in a space of lack of movement, lack of dreaming. It keeps us in a space of disconnection. Fear keeps us in this jar where we can't move, we can't escape, we can't breathe, we can't dream again because we're living in this fear, this fear that we don't even know of. Like if you really think about the fear of um, like judgment, the fear of those are all based on what could happen. The what if. What if somebody does this? What if somebody does that? Like there's no true evidence to fear to keep us where we are. Now, there may be something that happened in the past, an experience that happened in the past. And so our judgment is based on what we went through. And I don't want to do that again. And so we stay in this, oh, I'm not going to go there because at one point something happened. Now, there, that is the evidence. That is data, right? But the fear that we live in is what the future is about. And there's no data about the future. So we live in this fear of what could happen versus living in what we could possibly happen, right? or like what could be true right now. So follow me on this idea for a moment. Like if you take a look at what you're truly afraid of, you can almost create a plan of how you're going to move through that experience or that moment when it happens. So when we think of fear, we think of that we have to get rid of fear, right? And for some of us, it's like, huh, um, I'm not going to do that because I'm not going to do that because of dot, dot, dot. Like we live in this space of, of being stuck, of being, I'm going to be right here and I'm going to stay in this story. Your past is behind you and your past has lessons and learnings and huh, I'm going to do something different. But the fear that we live in, the fear that holds us back is the fear of what possibly could happen. Right? We choose to not be vulnerable. We choose to not be 100% authentic and show people our truth because at some point something happened at some point we begin to have a feeling of hurt, of pain, and we subconsciously made an agreement with ourselves that I no longer want to feel this feeling anymore. I no longer want to be hurt. I no longer want this. And so our body, our minds begin to create these barriers to protect us from feeling that hurt, that pain. It's the same reason why we self-sabotage ourselves. Like we self-sabotage ourselves in a space, uh, like when we're going into a relationship, point in case. I 
knew that would before I told my story. So March 1st, uh, March 1st, 2020 is a day that I publicly came out as gay. And I have at 44 years old, I hadn't really told my truth publicly. I talked about self-love. I talked about loving you and accepting your story and embracing, but I never told the truth publicly out on a stage because I was afraid of how people were going to handle it. How is my family going to respond? Am I going to lose some of my family who are uh, super Christian and don't uh, and don't agree with uh, the lifestyle or the that being gay is that I am true that here it is. <laughs> they did not agree that I deserved the love of God because in their mind being gay was a choice. And because I did not want to lose their love, I therefore held myself back. I didn't tell my story because I was afraid, huh, if I lose this person in my life, my life is going to be horrible. But the truth is that the minute that I lost them in my life, because did I lose people that I love and care about because they didn't agree? Yes. Are you possibly going to lose people in your life? Yes. But here's the thing. The people that I lost were the people that truly didn't love me in the first place. They were the same people that were causing the pain, causing the hurt, causing the judgment in my life. Listen, the people that you're afraid are going to judge you or talk about you are doing it anyway right now. And the truth of the matter is they're probably talking about you or judging you because they don't even like themselves. So instead of them looking at themselves, instead of them holding up a mirror and seeing the things that are wrong with them or that they need to correct them themselves, they're choosing to go through and look at somebody else and judge them. Why? Because it's easier. and Why? Because they don't have to make a change. I'm going to say that again. The people that you're afraid of that are judging you, that are going to talk crap about you, that are going to be like la, 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 whispering and stuff like that, they're doing it anyway already. So give them something really good to talk about. Show them what it really means to stand and own your truth. Show them what it really means to go through and to follow your dreams and to build your dreams and to push past all of the hurt and the pain and build something that lasts. God didn't give you your vision for you to sit back and be like, hmm. God gave you your vision to build. God gave you the vision and he gave it to only you. So nobody else is ever going to understand it. We get frustrated when we're like, when we tell our dream or we have this goal and people don't get excited about it. Of course they don't because God didn't give it to them. He gave it to you. And the beautiful thing is he gave you all the resources and the people and the things that you need in your life right now. He gave you everything that you need to make it happen. Your, your responsibility is to say yes. And then to move and to be in action and faith. And he will begin to open up the doors. The universe will open up the doors. We can't control the way that people are going to respond. The only thing that you can that you can control is how you show up. In a, another video, I talked about E plus R equals O. There's an event that happens in our life, and we automatically feel that we go from the event to the outcome, but we forget that the one thing that we can control in that situation is how we respond. And when you change the way that you respond to a situation, the outcome has to change. So if you don't like the outcome of a situation 
that's over here that already happened. If you don't, you can't change that experience, but you can change how you're responding to it. And you can't change how you responded back then, but you can change how you're responding right now. And that changing that, that response is by owning your truth, owning it a hundred percent, all of it, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Truth is, we don't know the way that people are going to respond. And we don't even truly know why they're responding. One of my first, first books in the personal development space that changed my life is The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. If you haven't read, somebody write that in the chat. The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. If you haven't read that book, I highly suggest that you get it. You can literally get it for like $6 on Amazon and it will take you an hour to read. But those four easy principles completely shifted the way that I look at life. The first one being don't take things personal. Don't make assumptions. Listen, you don't know why people are responding in a certain way. And, and don't not making assumptions. Like somebody could be having a really bad day or get off of a conversation. And they're in their thoughts of, Hmm, of being angry or being frustrated based on the call that they have. And they literally hung up. Notice how I go like this. I think I just aged myself because now they probably go like this, right? Hmm. But I went like that. All right. So you hang up the phone and somebody just turns and you ask a question and they give this look at you because, and they're still in their mind and it's like a, a dirty or, or look, or you're going to begin it by making an assumption. You begin to think that the reason why they're making that face is something that you said, or because you're doing it. And now you're going down this rabbit hole of, oh, they don't like me. Did I say something wrong? What did I do? Blah, blah, blah. They're in their mind of dealing with whatever situation and that anger. And now you're both disconnected and you're both in two different worlds, but you're both judging each other. We don't know why people are responding in a certain way or how they're going to respond. But the truth is, if we just let it go, if we just say our truth and then leave it, however it's supposed to land for whoever it's supposed to be. That's how you leave a legacy. That's how you truly make a difference by people watching you and how you respond to things, how you're showing up to things. People are going to react. People are going to judge. But those people who are doing it are not the people that you want in your life. Now, they may be going through and having a response because you're triggering something. They're seeing something in you or the way that you're showing up, the way that you're behaving, that all of a sudden is calling on their spirit and being, it's like a, hello, you need to be doing that. Hey, Paula, see how Trisha's showing up? That's the way you need to be. Hey, Steve, see how Carolina's showing up? That's what you need to be doing. Hey, Mary, Fatima's doing this. She's telling her story. She's telling the truth. Guess what? You need to be doing that. You're telling your truth. You're speaking and showing up more powerfully is what gives other people the right and the permission when you begin to tell your story, when you show up more, you give other people the right. You give them the permission. You know, the truth of the matter is that when you begin to share your truth, you're going to have people that are going to walk away.
you're going to have people that are going to judge. You're going to have people that are going to talk more. But on the other side of that, you're also going to have a lot, a lot more people that are going to step closer. You know, the whole reason why we show up on, on social media, especially when you have businesses and you have like social media or speaking on stage or even talking within groups, uh, church groups or uh, youth organizations or whatever it is, the way that you connect. The reason why you're telling that story is so that people get closer. The more that you tell your truth, the more that you begin to open up, people are like, huh. What is Bernice saying? Hmm, let me listen a little bit more. What is James talking about? I see that Matt dude all over my social media. Like, I mean, what is he doing? What is he up to? And they step closer to you. And the more that you tell your truth, the more they feel connected. In today's world, connection is the number one currency that we need. We're moving so far apart. COVID is coming back in. COVID is, is, getting, is, is starting to spread even more. And now we have all of these other variants and all of these other new diseases and all these things that are keeping us apart and keeping us disconnected from one another, which is lead to people feeling alone, people falling into depression, people giving in to all of the dark voices that are out there. Connection is currency. And it's currency that doesn't cost you anything. It costs you time. It costs you, and it really only it, it only thing is is it just you just have to freaking care. Too many people are walking out there saying that they want to make a difference in each other's lives, saying that they want to be there for other people. But when it truly comes down to it, do they really care? Be the light that you want to see exactly. You know, I realized uh, on a recent trip um, this year to Houston, I was looking around and I said, you know, I, th I see that there are three different types of people that are here. There are people that are asleep. People that just seem to have their light, all their lights are turned off. There are people that pretend to care. They're saying all the right things. They're doing, they're they, in the public life. They look like they're doing things. They create the right programs. They're saying these things. They're showing up. But the truth is they really don't care. When it comes down to it, mm -mm, they're playing the game. And then there are those that are usually behind the way. People that are asleep. The people that say that they care. And then three are the people that really truly care and are doing the dang thing in a people's lives. They're the ones that are out there doing, fighting the fight. Who are you? Are you asleep? Is this a wake-up call for you? Has somebody been knocking on your door for a while? And now there's a pound on the door trying to wake you up. Or are you somebody who's playing the good game? who looks good on social media, but when it comes down to it, you're really not doing a whole lot. I see you, Trisha. And I also see that you're making moves. You know, we play this double Dutch game 
we play this, I'm a little bit in, but I'm a little bit out. I'm a little bit in, I'm a little bit out. I'm going to do a little bit of this, but I'm not going to do that. And ultimately, that double dutch, you're not getting anywhere. It's safe for us. I was having a conversation this morning as I was walking, um, uh, walking here in the beach uh, with a friend, and she was giving me some insight as to just my journey and where I'm at. And I realized that I've been playing double dutch with myself. Now, as much as I've done in the world and the people that I have been helping and I have been in rooms with some of the most amazing, powerful, influential people and learned from them and been able to support them. But when it came to me and to Matt Gill and Matt's mission and Matt's message and Matt's purpose, I played this double dutch. Now, I play a really big double dutch. So in public eye, it looks like, wow, I'm doing a whole lot of stuff. And I am doing a whole lot of stuff. But I'm doing a whole lot of stuff for other people. Listen to me. I'm doing a lot of stuff for other people. I have put Matt on the back burner. And yet I give Matt enough to make him feel like his dreams and his goals are being fed. But the truth is, it's not. I should put Matt first. And here's the thing. The more that I can make Matt whole, the more Matt can actually make a bigger impact in the world. I'm spending an 10 hours to impact five people or 10 people or 11 people versus taking that big 10 hours and making Matt whole and following Matt's vision, which is going to impact millions more. Because I'm putting me first and not in a selfish way. See, we were raised, and I'm gonna, I'll speak for myself. I know I was raised that you not to be selfish. And so that's where I developed this learning and this belief that I had to put everybody first and do uh, for them 100% first. And it wasn't done in a bad way. But the truth is, I've lived 44 years of my life hiding I've lived 44 years. I've lost 44 years. Shit, I'm going to be 40. How old am I? I'm going to be 47, 46. Mm, one or two. I was born in 76. Anyway, I've lived a long time, and now I'm just starting to get it. I'm just like, huh. I don't know how much time I have left. The reality is I could be gone tomorrow. What difference did I make? Did I truly live and create the DTDT life that I wanted? Only you can control you. You can't control what everybody else is going to do. So what's the conversation that you're having with yourself? What are you telling yourself? What's that, that chatter when you begin to want to step out? What's that conversation? What conversation do you need to change? There's a lesson that I teach called self-talk that talks about the negative self-talk and then creating a powerful self-talk. It comes from motivating the teen spirit, which teaches emotional literacy, excuse me, emotional literacy and emotional healthiness to youth and to families. And there's this conversation about negative self-talk and it popping up and really controlling us. It talks us out of doing the things that want to do it talks us into doing things that we know we shouldn't be doing <clears throat> excuse me 
I want you to think for a moment. What is the conversation that you're having with yourself? What's the negative chatter that you're having? And how do you create and how do you move from a negative self-talk to a powerful self-talk? What does your powerful self-talk tell you? How do you change from what that fear could be? Recognize what is your fear? What is it that you're afraid of? And how do you prepare for some of that fear? So that when that situation comes up, you can move through it. And you can move through it powerfully. So I want to leave you with that thought. People are going to judge. People are going to talk and let them talk. Let them do whatever the heck they're going to do because they're doing it anyway. You control you. Own your story. Own your truth. The good, the bad, and all of the ugly. So I want to leave you with this. I want to show you my view. As we have this delicious conversation, this is what I get to look at. And I want to share it with you. Because the truth is that it's owning my truth. Owning my story. That has allowed for me to create a life that I love. To create a life that I get to travel that I get to create the DTDT life that I get to look at this and call this work of the moment. I love you. And I want you to know that if nobody has said this today to you, I see you. For those that are in the chat, I see you and I feel you and I love you and I appreciate you being there. Whether you're watching the live or you're watching the replay, it's not by accident that you are here right now. This message is for you and this message is for somebody else. So leave a comment. I'm going to go back and comment on, on your statements. Share this video that, with somebody that you know. If you know that you're ready to create a do a, a DTDT life, I want to invite you to go to DTDT events. DTDT, like David Tom, David Tom events event.com check out the event that we have coming up in um, march in las vegas where we talk about how do we create a dttt life i'll be back tomorrow we're going to talk more about the power of story and why you need to be telling all of your truth and i'm going to leave you with this view as you prepare for the holidays and you prepare for the moments with family friends i invite you to just own all of you I love you, I see you, I appreciate you, and I'll see you next time.